Welcome to the I Am Somebody podcast, a collaborative project with Focus Recovery and Wellness Community, NAMI Hancock County, and LGBTQ Spectrum of Finley. In this podcast, we'll hear stories of recovery from mental health conditions, substance use, and trauma. We'd like to let you all know that the subject matter of this podcast may be challenging to some listeners. The views and opinions expressed in the I Am Somebody podcast are those of the individuals being recorded and do not necessarily reflect the official policies or positions of Focus Recovery and Wellness Community, NAMI Hancock County, and LGBTQ Spectrum of Finley. Stay tuned after the podcast for resources if you're in need of mental health, substance use, or trauma services. I Am Somebody. 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 I am Tammy and I am somebody. Welcome to I Am Somebody. I'm Bailey and I'm here with my co-host Larry. Hey everybody and today we have Tammy here to share her story. Uh, How are you doing today Tammy? I'm doing great. Beautiful morning this morning. It definitely is. Absolutely. I agree. So um, we are hoping that you can start us off by just sharing a little bit about who you are. Okay, Um, my name's Tammy. I was born and raised here in Finley, Ohio. Um, Went to Liberty Benton High School, graduated 1995. I went to Cincinnati. I moved down to Cincinnati, and that's kind of where my addiction had its heights. Even though I'm from Finley, Mm -hmm. my addiction took place in another city. So then when I moved back to Finley, it was a fresh start for me. Okay. Very cool. That gives us a little bit of insight in where we're headed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what are you hoping comes from sharing your story today? Um, I'm hoping sharing my story, um, even one part of it, will help somebody else relate to what they're going through and know that they're not alone and that they can too recover. Cool. So we've got some messaging of hope here. Yes, definitely. I I was a very void of um, soul and very void of hope in my addiction. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, a lot of times I'll say, you know, I was hungry of body and starved of soul. And that's exactly what happened. You know, the deeper my addiction got, my soul kind of just was gone. You know, so I'm grateful today to have that back. And anything I can share that can help somebody else avoid that, I'm willing to do that. That's awesome. So... This is going to be kind of a free, free form for you. So however you want to share your story and wherever you want to start, I'm just going to let you take the wheel. Okay. Um, back in 2004, I was in Columbus out with my friends, slipped on a patch of ice, landed on my tailbone, and I thought I had just bruised my tailbone. And everybody knows how much pain that is. You know, mm-hmm. I was young. I didn't have medical insurance. I figured, you know, I'll get one of those blow up little round donut seats and you know waited out for a week or so and let it go and um at that time i had been with my partner who was unable to have children for like seven years so we decided we were gonna try to have a baby well of course i was gonna have to try to i was gonna have to be the one to carry the baby because she couldn't and of course we we went that came to fruition and when i had my son during my labor was so intensive and I had so many problems the doctor was like 
something's wrong with your back. Like you, you really, really should get that looked at. So after I had my son, I went to a spine specialist and here when I slipped on that ice and hit my tailbone, I had crushed my L4 and 5, which is your bottom. Oh my gosh. Yeah, your bottom yeah. two vertebrae. And there was a nerve pinched that if left that way, I would eventually lose the ability to work my legs. So the doctor's like, you have to have surgery. Now, mind you, I'm 310 pounds at this time when I break my back and I have my son. I was too overweight for the doctor to put me on his operating table for eight hours to fix my back. So he was like, you're gonna have to lose the weight, then I'll do the back operation. Well, they wanted me to have the gastric bypass to lose the weight to have the back operation. So that's when my pain pill started. But the Mm -hmm. doctor never, you know, when I had that first surgery, I didn't know anything about opioids. You know, I didn't know right. anything about any kind of addiction. And mm-hmm. he didn't tell me that when he handed me the prescription. Never told me, oh, be warned. Yeah. Oh, by the way, we're only going to keep you on this for this long. No, I, it took me 10 months to lose 100 pounds. I was on the pills that whole time. Then I had my back surgery. That was six months of healing, still on medications. Right. Then I had a hernia because of it, Yeah, more medication. And I had just moved to Cincinnati right after I had gotten healed up, just good enough to move and figured, you know, I don't need to go get my pills anymore because, you know, I'm I'm healed up. And I was so ill. And um, my partner at the time was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I don't know, man, I think I, I have the flu. She was like, I told you you should have went to your doctor's appointment. You're dope sick. I said, I'm what? She was like, dope sick. I was like, what is that? <laughs> and I wish she never would have said that because then in my brain, now I know what dope sick is, you know? Mm-hmm. Even still to this day, if I get goosebumps, I think I, uh, that's where my brain goes because it was just like that. association. Right. So it's like, and you know, part of me is still angry because I didn't ask to be addicted to opiates. My doctor was my drug dealer. Like now I can look back on it and see that like, you know, I didn't even ask for it. I guess I should have educated myself, but I didn't know. Coulda, shoulda, woulda is a different situation than what happened. Right, so then I'm in Cincinnati, I'm sick, you know, and then I'm like, you know, well, what do you do? Well, I wasn't, I buy pills off the street? What? Buy pills off the street? They cost how much? Oh no. Oh, I know something that works just like it. And it was heroin. Mm-hmm. And it took me, I mean, I was hope, I was homeless. Live, I will never forget the smell of the Cincinnati downtown homeless shelters bathroom. I will never forget the sound of the women in there with the severe mental illness, screaming and muttering all night long, things that, they, you know, just, they weren't in control of it because it was mental health issues. Like, mm-hmm. The, you know, standing in a doorway of an abandoned building, shooting dope in downtown Cincinnati with nothing. I had lost everything. You know, the I I was living in I, even before I got to the homeless shelter. We tried living in the car with two animals, six bullet holes in the car. I'm not going to go into how the bullet holes got there, but um, they were there. They were there, you know, and I'll never and I still struggle to this day. That feeling of having to carry my cats in their carriers into the SPCA and leave them there because I couldn't take care of myself. I still struggle with that, you know? And I had 
finally lost everything and I was just done. And I called a friend of mine up that lived here in Finley and said, will you please, please, please come get me and take me to St. Rita's and drop me off to detox. And they, she said she was on her way. So they came down there, they got me, took me to St. Rita's, dropped me off, I detoxed. And then um, Suboxone saved my life too. Cause you know, I'm, I do suffer chronic pain. And you know, it, it was like, it helped me feel normal. And so I'm a, mm-hmm. a big advocate for mat treatment. Like I've seen people get their life back off mat treatment. You know, mat treatment helped me until I was ready to do it on my own. Mm-hmm. You know, right. and I've been sober since 2010 for my opiates. Congratulations! So, That's uh, a very long time. Yes. Oh, yeah. you know? for, oh, is it is it 11 years now? Yes, it was on the 29th of July. Oh well, Ooh. there there we no. just yeah. we just got that for yeah for I guess this isn't going to be aired at that time, but today is so August 6th. Yeah, <laughs> so, so we just, just passed that. Yeah, we're like just a week ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cool. yeah, that is cool. So um, just going to back up a little bit. When you say that you had lost everything and you were in the homeless shelter at this point. Um, where is partner, son, like, oh, oh, okay. Okay. So right after I had my back surgery, the doctor told me, you know, you're not going to be able to lift over 50 pounds for a year, you know, and I have to look at my son who's three years old, who, uh, you know, what happens if he falls, what happens? So I signed temporary custody over to my parents. Okay. okay. I didn't realize when I did that, the emotional wreckage that was going to come with it. Mm-hmm. Like somebody reached into my body and stole my every reason for being here, being happy, being, you know, every feeling of love, every, it was gone, mm-hmm. which just wanted me to, which made me, once he was not with me 24 hours a day, I mean, I didn't even crib break him until he was three. If that tells you anything, he slept with me until he was three. So like, once he was gone, I was, it was it was it was I was dead set on destruction at that point yeah, you know I, I didn't care at that point you know it's a devastating experience yes you know devastating but you know I, I came back from it and I got my I you know they had temporary custody but I got my full custody back you know he's mm-hmm. 16 you know he's a good kid you know so <clears throat> are you still with your partner or was that um, what happened? Not the part, not, not the partner that I had my child with, but yes, the same partner where we were homeless together, used together, got clean together. Both, uh, both are, wow. Uh, okay. Both are registered Ohio peer recovery support specialists. Wow. Okay. That's very unique that it was, you were able to do that together because sometimes that's not how people's stories work yeah. out yeah. quite often. I don't, I don't think that's the, like, I don't think that's the normal story. I don't have any stats. I'm working off of just the yeah. stories I know. I don't think that's the normal story. Yesterday was that's our 14 I, year anniversary. If that tells you anything. Oh, wow. Well, congratulations. Yeah, so, pro- so did you guys meet like at that peak of, um, I met her um, after my surgery, after I was healed up and I decided I was going to move in with her in Cincinnati. And I was like, no, I wasn't driving back to see my doctor because why drive clear back to Lima from Cincinnati to see the doctor, you know, and then hence I gave up my meds. And then, yeah, she was recovering already. So me coming down there, not knowing what I was addicted to my own pills kind of was the perfect storm for her as well, because, you know, so, yeah, she had already she had already lived that life and had gotten clean and had struggled and gotten clean and struggled and gotten clean. And I yep. think me adding myself to that just kind of was like the last little. Yeah. Tip. 
you know, but mm-hmm. we, in fact, when my friend dropped me off at St. Rita's to detox, I gave, I, they were, they had no other beds available and I was ready to go. I was detoxed. I was feeling better. I knew I was going to be seeing a mat doctor, you know, and I gave my bed for her. Like I literally was like, I will check out against medical advice a day early mm-hmm. if you'll give her my bed and not make her go through the ER and let somebody else take her spot. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they did. And she got in and now she runs a whole map program at Wood County Health Department. So I don't know why this is like maybe maybe this is the world that I live in, not the world that Hollywood lives in. But I'm like, what a great love story. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's so like what a romantic gesture. But, you know, maybe not of the Hollywood standard, I suppose. But in my mind, I'm like, that is very. Oh, we've definitely been through it. Yeah. Been through it. I mean, from sleeping like. I was thinking about it yesterday, about how many times the universe tried to intervene in my life. You know, that's what I say when I'm talking about a higher power. I call it the universe. So I can think back on how many times the universe tried to step in to, like, veer our path. Like, you know, first we lost the apartment. Then we're in the car with the cats. We're so whatever in our addiction. You know, who's thinking about putting oil in a car? Mm-hmm. Then the car engine blows up. Now we have no vehicle, which really makes your life whatever when you're using oh, yeah. it, you know? So now we have no car. Now we're in the homeland. Well, before the car went, we were driving over the Cincinnati Bridge into Kentucky and backing the car into the racetrack on the off season and sleeping in the parking lot. Like, literally sleeping in the trunk of a car so she could have the front. Like, I know how it feels to sleep in the trunk of a car. And there's, you know, there's no part of me that misses any part of that life. Any part of it. I believe that. Any part of it, you know? So, oh, go ahead. You're right though, most people don't make it through that. I mean, there's there's a couple times I didn't think we were gonna, you know, even sometimes, even sometimes still, I'm like, we're both, we're both the same sign. We're both Sagittarius. (laughs) We're both headstrong. So like, we're a lot alike too. So like there's times, but (laughs) after you've been through this much, you know, well, you get to that point where it's like, what can't we figure out? Right. If we figured out this much together. Right. Right. Yeah. So, so what is life like now for you? Um, it was going great. Um, my dad was an attorney here in town for 43, 42, 43 years. And for the last four years, I had been helping him run his office, you know, and, and he caught COVID and passed away on Christmas Eve. So when he did that, the office closed, my mm-hmm. job closed. Mm-hmm. You know, I have my peer support to fall back on, but right now I'm kind of just enjoying being at home and doing what I want to do. And I'm sorry you know, I heard about your dad. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. I've been hearing that a lot actually lately, people's parents having passed away from COVID. That's been a something that I've been hearing a lot actually. Yeah. It's, it didn't take long either. I mean, it was, and it was crazy for me because he had just beat stage four lymphatic lymphoma on a trial medication and the uh, James Cancer Center wanted to study me, did so well, and then COVID got him. Yeah. Man, that is tough. That is really tough. And on Christmas Eve as well, that was probably hard for the family. Yeah, uh, that was his favorite holiday. One thing my dad was, was Mr. Christmas. And when it snowed, I was like, oh, that's him, you know? Mm-hmm. So, you know, he knew. He was like, if I go into Blanchard Valley, I ain't coming out. He knew. He knew, he knew when he went in. 
and both his parents died at the exact same age all died at 76 so interesting yeah yeah Um, so now you're just doing this the peer support um what are your support systems your coping skills like what is what are the things that get you through now um i right now i'm just doing a lot of self-care to be honest i enjoy fire spinning um i do not know what that is um (laughs) you've never seen anybody spin fire like like uh like with like I don't know the well, word. I mean, it just Maybe you, want it you use the words and then I'll be like, yes, that. Okay. Um, it depends on what prop you're using. Some people do a fire hula hoop. Some people do fire okay. staff. Some people do fire poi, which are like little balls on strings you swing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I specifically do the staff. Um, I have like a practice one for during the day that's not like the Kevlar end. So like I spend a lot of time, I spend like 45 minutes to an hour every day I dedicate to that. Really? Every day. That's so cool. I have never met someone that's done that. I have watched a performance like, but like in Alaska. It was like a long time ago in Alaska. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I haven't actually met somebody that, I didn't know it was called fire spinning. Yeah, well it's called flow arts. Flow arts. Yep, flow arts. Didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, didn't, yeah, that's new to me too. I feel any. I mean, of course, you have to be careful where you're lighting up. Like, <laughs> I might have had the fire department. I might have had the fire department called when I thought it was a good idea to light up at my apartment complex. But I was, <laughs> I was like five thousand feet away from the building, but they still didn't think it was funny. So, they so, still didn't so think it was funny. So I invested in some LED lights for it. So like, I can still practice outside and it still kind of look cool. Mm-hmm. And um, it's become my self care. It's like a meditation for me. Like I'm real big into music. Like music is huge like I'm always looking for I just went and seen Shaka Khan in Chicago like um, for pride and I'm always going to shows always music is a huge outlet for me so do you do the fire spinning then to music yes so, yep. so you're able to kind of put those two oh, together. Oh, yeah. So there's yeah. A, it's a whole state. It's a, it's really it's really crazy. Like once I've been doing it for like three years now and like for the first year, for the first year, I felt like I was like, some, like something was wrong. Like, especially trying to teach your non-dominant arm to yeah, do stuff I your bet. dominant arm. Like, I am yeah. like, what is up with my arm? Why can it move like this one, you know? But finally, finally. But it, I mean, it took, it took patience and determination because you're, uh, with the staff, you are letting it, you have to give it a path to roll if that makes sense like it's a long shaft like this and then it's got two ends on it that has like five ends on that so like these ends are constantly spinning so the pole you have to give it a place to spin whether it's rolling here across mm-hmm. your back whether arm to arm gotcha. yeah mm-hmm. it's pretty cool looking so you're just more rolling it around your body you have to look it up and see what. Uh, well, I I did watch the performance. It was like part of like this fire and ice thing they did for New Year's Eve in Alaska. So there was a bunch of like ice sculptures that they were doing the fire. Oh, I guess fire spinning. Yeah, <laughs> and, Yeah, and so they they had all kinds of they did like yeah the hula hoops and the well the things that you described that I cannot remember all the exact <laughs> terminology for. But they uh, they had lots of things. It was very very cool. Yeah, it was really neat that, that what they were able to do. I've got a really neat hula hoop. I just cannot waste hoop for the life of me. But I do like to manipulate it, you know, with mm-hmm. my hands and spin, you know, like right. or juggle it. Yeah, like I also enjoyed uh, club juggling. I mean, oh I yeah, <laughs> yes. These are the things I do to keep myself sane. <laughs> That's very cool. I'm going back to my childhood. All the things I missed out on, you know. 
That's a, yeah, no, and I think we should do that as adults. Yes. That's something that we don't do enough as adults, I think. I just bought a book, I mean, not just, but recently, it's a book that's like, I think it's just called Play. And it's just a how-to book, basically, for adults to relearn how to play, which I thought was really cool. I don't know that I need it. I play all the time. Like, I love to go jump on the trampoline and, <laughs> and do silly things. But, like, I thought that this was a cool thing for people, though, to have. Like, so I just have it now for a resource to be like hey maybe you should <laughs> maybe look at this as a tool because uh, people don't play anymore right most definitely yeah me and my friends are always like going on adventures and trying to do stuff like that like um what was it last week i do you guys know what a slack lining is no, okay, so last week I took my slack line out to Riverside Park. You know, you get some funny looks at Riverside Park. You get some staff out there and <laughs> slack line is connected to their trees, even though there's tree protectors on the slack line. So have you ever seen a slack line where somebody's balancing? Yes. Like yeah. that? So yeah, I have my slack line up at Riverside. So those are the things I do to keep myself busy. I'll put my slack line up, spend a couple hours out there, throw my hammock up. You've got like a whole, music. like a whole circus act of talents. <laughs> like you got doing the the slack, you can do the slack line, the juggling, the vibe. I'm still working arts. on the slack line. It's pretty hard not to teach yourself not to look down, because as soon as you look down, your legs start. Oh really? Shaking. Yeah. Is that but the key? Can, yeah, but if you can look at the tree in front of you, you don't shake. But I'm not there yet. <laughs> Still shaking. Still working on that one. Yeah. That is so cool. I could just continue to talk about you about the, the, these very <laughs> many talents. I would totally love many to do talents. a class for people. Like, it started like a recovery flow arts group at the park or something meets once a week. Nice. I've got all kinds of props. I can not, put all kinds of props. Not a bad idea. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, we have a lot of different, like, hobbies, interests, like, that kind of encompass a lot of things where it's like this, it's an actual activity but also the, the meditative parts of it what are your like do you have like those like social supports like what are those relationships like now in your life like with your son or your partner or my other family members um i've got a really good really really good relationship with my son um it's been difficult for me to draw the line on mom friend you know, yeah, because, yeah. you know, he looked at me one time during the pandemic and was like, you know, you're my best friend. I was like, no, 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 I'm not. And then I knew I had to go reevaluate. You know what I mean? Like, uh -uh. you didn't even last one second of like, oh, that's nice. No, I'm I'm the pushover. I am. I'm, I'm the pushover. You know, it just took it just takes the little you know, batting of his eyeballs and looking at me and I'm, I'm sunk. I'm sunk, I'm sunk. So like, uh, uh, he lived with me probably for a year and a half full time before like I really even, and this is horrible, like finally put my foot down and grounded him like legit that lasted over 24 hours. Like, yeah. So, yeah. But me and him's relationship's great. You know, he plays football for LB. Um, he's actually really talented in football. I'm hoping, you know, he can go to college for that. Um, other than that, like other than, f that's really the only family that I talk to is my son currently, mm -hmm. um, my partner, and then like my best friend, she lives in Chicago. So we're always going back and forth between here and Chicago. That's neat. Oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah. Do you go to the concerts then with her as well? With my best friend? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I just put that together from going to yes, see the show I, in Chicago. I, yeah. Yes. I mean, I am such a rolling stone. I will pack my car up and go to a three-day camping festival by myself if I, if I feel Oh, really? Oh, yes. If I feel the need, yeah. And that's very cool. Yes. Yeah. So do you find it um, challenging to maintain sobriety 
um, at things like that, like at music festivals and things? No, I'm such a people watcher, you know? Um, I've never been a drinker, ever, ever, like, been a drinker. So, like, I've never been, like, even surround myself with people that drink alcohol. And, yes, at festivals, there's people doing, you know, recreational drugs, but I'm not there for that. I'm there right. to, you know, with my flow art, which would be, practically impossible to do under the influence i can imagine well you know, yeah also uh, less less than safe and i'm yeah, and, like super dangerous yeah. <laughs> like all i'm thinking and everybody calls me you know their lesbian forest mom so like i'm the one that's in charge of all the squirrels that are being crazy and making sure no soldiers left behind so <laughs> i i don't have any and i'm there for the music yeah you know so that doesn't bother me i just keep it pushing so you know. it sounds like it's just super You're in a place with super secure in your yes. sobriety. Yep. That's awesome. Yep. That's really yep. great to hear. And there ain't nothing about that life I'm going back to. Yeah. There isn't. You know, now I look around, I'm just like, so like there was a time my bills weren't paid. Like I'm just so, I might not have a lot of extra spending money, but I am so grateful that my rent is paid every month. My electric is paid every month right. and uh, I have cable channels and actually internet, you know, yep. and, and my car insurance is legit. It's not an expired yeah. card. It's legit one <laughs> you know what that's actually something that like those are the little things that i think that people just write off as like and yeah. don't count as successes but that is that is something that like those little tiny things where it's like i no longer have to illegally do that tiny thing like i can just yeah. pay for it yeah, i like, can just right. do it I'm Ooh, like, i have a valid driver's license and i've had it for like five years i'm winning i know, you know like, and it's yeah. real like like those are all good, good things that not yeah. everyone has or that we didn't have the always have the privilege to have we forget yeah. those privileges right i get all excited when you call you know get your insurance quote and they're like have you had any accidents no not since 07 yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you get to say that. You right. Get, yeah. You know, it's just like when, uh, back when, back when I was younger in my younger days, you know, I do have a prison number from 1998. You know, when I, the one time I went up to the Hancock County Jail and I went to prison, I told them, you ain't never going to see me again. They never see me again. <laughs> I only took one time. I, I was not going back. Woman of her word is what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> I was, there wasn't. You know, and I'm grateful. Like, I literally lost everything. Clothes, everything. Yeah. You know, and I've rebuilt it. You know, there's nothing I'd risk take that chance to lose all my all the stuff that I've rebuilt yeah there's right. no way including my credit you know that's I didn't awesome. even realize credit was a thing when I was young <laughs> you know now well to be fair there, it wasn't a thing when we were young like I'm no longer the old person in the room by the way I just want to say that out loud you're not always the old person in the room I'm all, you're almost just, always like, you're like just middle age you're not old like yeah, you're in the I middle I work with a lot of youth so I'm old all right? okay. I understand that okay yeah, you're but old you're, compared to a 15 year old you're very close in age to me I, that's all I know I know that we're both 44 you know like yep. I imagine your birthday's not on Valentine's Day so so like we're not exactly the same November age. of uh, 76 oh see oh. yeah, yeah see, she's a little <laughs> bit older than me just a smidge older and um, uh, so, yeah, credit wasn't a thing when we were younger. It's all I was getting at. You know what I mean? Like, I remember, like, when I was younger, 
even before I turned 18, my dad would be able to go in the bank with me and the banker's like, hey, Don, how are you doing? And he's like, we need to get a car loan for my son. Okay. You know, because that's the way the small town worked. And I know that maybe Finley didn't work that way. I don't know, but. Uh, uh, my, my parents never sat me down and had a conversation about credit. No. They might've sat me down and had a conversation about the birds and the bees, but I don't ever remember a conversation about credit and how important it was not to screw it up. <laughs> I, I, I don't I don't remember. Yeah. I didn't have that oh, conversation with my parents, but. I do think that, bless bless his heart, and I don't mean that sarcastically, my government teacher, I think, took time out of the, the curriculum that he was supposed to teach to take a week to teach us about bank accounts and credit scores and things like that. Yeah, that didn't And he, he, I think that was out of the goodness of his heart that he, so. he did that. I don't think that was a requirement. It wasn't in our textbooks. It wasn't like a unit that we needed to go through. I think that he just took the time to teach us those things and I am still grateful for it um, because that's the only conversation I ever had with anyone about credit and credit cards and like investments and like things like that th right. to help me understand it and you know even so even when you understand it sometimes life is hard and you have to use credit cards and you don't want to right. and or, you can't just pay it off in the month or two months or something like right. right or like I don't remember my parents telling me oh you know when you do all this hard work and you graduate from high school and oh we're so proud of you because you graduated from high school but when you go to college they're gonna look at our income <laughs> and that's gonna be based on whether or not you can go or not you know yeah and my dad was an attorney like based on his income one like it just wasn't an option mm -hmm. you know and mm -hmm. your whole thing is like worked up to that you think it's that's what you're doing and then yeah. it's like the air you suck yep. out of a balloon yeah you know it's tough and now the student loans are very 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 high and the student loan do impact your credit score a little bit not as highly as some other things but your like debt ratio well yeah because you can't bankrupt it either yeah nope can't sure can't bankrupt sure can't back. that's the only one that, yeah that's the only one you can, you can even, keep forever you, you can even put some taxes on there if you get a cool judge but your uh, student loan um, it's no. not going on there unless it was like Brown Mackey where they where yeah, they, where they, they fraudulently in, got you you know yeah uh, <laughs> because they were not an accredited school right <laughs> correct yeah so anyways credit scores and stuff <laughs> <laughs> this is our podcast about finances and what what we that's didn't know it's called adulting. <laughs> well, we didn't know. Um, so, <laughs> but that's actually part of recovery, and that's important to note, yeah. I suppose, that you have that's, to adult. That, that's part of recovery. And then that's being really excited about all those little tiny adulting things. Yeah. And being even, excited about those things still counts. Yes. And even more excited for the when you get to take time out from non adulting. I like that too. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, I always give everyone an opportunity to kind of think about what we've talked about. And if there's anything else that is on your heart or mind that you want to share as well. Um, just if you, if anybody's out there struggling, I know it's really, really, really hard to reach out when you're in that place, but like, please reach out. Um, we've been to too many funerals. I've been to too many funerals. I've lost a lot of close friends, you know, um, the fent you know, I'm a true believer that if fentanyl would have been a thing when I was using, I wouldn't be here today. So, you know, if you need help, reach out. There's all kinds of programs. You know, it doesn't matter if you don't have any money. There can be, um, there's programs that'll pay for you to get in somewhere. Don't be ashamed because the shame will keep you using. 
Mm-hmm. Leave right. the shame on the doorstep and reach out if you need some help. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Well said. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. All right. Uh, did you have anything? I don't before, think I have anything Before tonight. I close this out. All right. <laughs> Wrap it up. Yep. <laughs> for our listeners, tune in next time for more inspiring stories from our recovery community. You have been listening to the I Am Somebody podcast, a collaborative project with Focus Recovery and Wellness Community, NAMI Hancock County, and LGBTQ Spectrum of Finley. If you or someone you know is in need of emergency services, call 911. If you are feeling suicidal, call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. If you are facing a crisis situation, you can connect with a crisis counselor by texting HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741741. If you are in Hancock County, Ohio, you can call Focus Recovery and Wellness Community at 419-423-5071 from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Saturday. NAMI Hancock County can be reached at 567-525-3435, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday. Support for LGBTQ plus youths and adults can be found at LGBTQ plus Spectrum of Finley by emailing contact at spectrumoffinleylgbt.org. Outside of Hancock County, Ohio, you can use the internet to search for recovery community organizations or contact NAMI National at 800-950-6264 from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. LGBTQ plus youths can contact the Trevor hotline at 866-488-7386. If you are a victim of domestic violence, please call 800-799-7233. If you are a victim of sexual assault, please call 800 656 4673. Your hosts today were Larry Betts and Bailey Kerr. Marketing support was provided by Amber Keir. I'm your compare, Jazz Bradley. This podcast was made possible by the support of Associated Charities. The song used for the I Am Somebody podcast is A Walk in the Light by Zach Fletcher. The song was used under permission by the copyright holder. Thank you for listening. I am somebody.